Well, I trust you're all, you've all had a great week this past week, but if you can get into your hearts and minds what we want to share this morning, I guarantee you, you will have a much better week this coming week, no matter how good last week was. Want to talk about, well, that's not what I want to talk about, but that is a part of what it does. We're going to, the power, the power of the Word. And that will cause you to have a liftoff, I'll guarantee you. But I love the power. Don't you like the power? Whatever kind of power it is, I like the power. And I love the power that God is ready and willing and wanting to give. Now, I know some of that has to do with probably my temperament, perhaps. But nevertheless, I think we all need an injection of power. And only the power that God can give. Talking about liking the power... I came up to a red light the other day and then had to turn left and wasn't paying careful attention, and the light changed, and people were behind me, and all at once I realized, oh my goodness, the light has changed. I tramped on that thing like never before. I never tried it like, I'd never done it that way before, and went around that corner, and it spun out the rear end of the car, slid right around, almost all the way around. Well, power, and we all need the power, and uh, we need more power. I tell you what, there's nothing that is any more demanding for all of us than living the life that God intended for us to live, but there's nothing any more rewarding than living that life and knowing what it is to have the infusion of power that God wants to give. And, and what I hope can be as clear as crystal here today is that everybody in this place will well, it will maybe hit you like never before and help you like never before to understand what that power is all about, where that power comes from. It's not going to be fuzzy. It's not going to be some sweet uh, sky in the, well, pie in the sky, <clears throat> however you say that, sweet by and by stuff. It's something that is as practical as sitting down and having a good meal and getting the strength that comes from that meal. One of the things that goes on as a pastor and when you're called, a call of God, it never leaves you, and no matter what. And that is you have a, a concern for all of the people that you are responsible for. How they're doing, how they're going, how they're growing, how they're dealing with all the circumstances and challenges that, that life brings. It, it really, truly is something like a father for their children. There is, there is an emotion there and a concern there that is very real. And, and so I have to tell you, as a pastor right here now, or the fill-in pastor, or whatever kind of pastor I am, the interim pastor, I want for you the very best that God intended for you in your life to experience, to enjoy, and to be lifted up by. And I feel confident this morning that what you're going to hear, if you pay attention, which sometimes is a challenge, isn't it, David Way? Um, if you pay attention, you're going to get some, uh, some help from it. Uh, when, I, when I think of this, though, there, there are some things that we have to think through in that process. If we're going to get that power, we have to have a willingness, and not only a willingness, but a very intentional, deliberate desire to grow. I think all of us are at our best individually 
when we can see that we are growing, we're making progress, we're getting not, we, it isn't a matter of getting old or older, wherever you may be, it's a matter of growing, growing old, and I mean growing older, and, and, and so the goal is to get better. And as we get better, we're going to have more satisfaction in life. And life is going to be more meaningful. And we're going to have the power that God intended for us to have. Because as you sense that you are getting better in this journey, and you're understanding things better, and things are clearer, and you're able to conquer some of the temptations and challenges that life has brought, and some of the difficulty and challenges getting along with others, and all that is involved, when you sense that you're getting better, you can celebrate that. At any age, you can be celebrating. But, of course, growth means change. And growth is the only guarantee that any of us have that tomorrow will be better. Just think about that for a minute. The only guarantee that any of us have that tomorrow will be better, and life can get better, and life it can be more meaningful, is if we are growing. Older is not better. Growing is better. Young or old. Now, I had a birthday this past week, and it's just a number that doesn't mean, yeah, <laughs> you don't need to do that. And, and, and you know, something happens along the journey that I have discovered is kind of interesting. Do you ever notice that when you Now, there's not very many in here can identify with this because none of you are old enough to identify with what I'm about to say. But as you get to a certain stage, people your age, they look a whole lot older than you do. <laughs> I mean, everybody my age looks old. I mean, David, way down there, he looks so old to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, David Way is about 20 years younger than I am. But anyway, and, uh, but that is, I remember uh, Bob Russell tells about a lady that was going to her high school reunion. This was the 50th anniversary of the high school reunion. And she got there, and everybody looked so old. She thought she was in the wrong place. And so she said to this person, am I in the right place? Is this the 50th anniversary of such and such a high school uh, reunion? And he said, oh, yeah, you are. He said, this is it. And she said, oh, good, I'm in the right place then. And he looked at her, and he said, and what class did you teach? Well, that's the way it goes. Now, you've got you to gotta, you gotta be awake here. I see some of you are still looking like you don't know what in the world I was just talking about. You're in another world, so you deserve it. But uh, anyway, growth means change, and that's part of the problem. People don't want to make changes because they're so comfortable. They're in that comfort zone, and so therefore they unfortunately never get the great experience and joy that comes from what I've discovered in my own life. When I first started, I was eager to learn everything that I could learn, especially about ministry. And then there came a time I had to unlearn a lot of those things because in the changing culture, those things that were having such an impact at one time are no longer having the same impact today. And so then I had to relearn. And that is not always easy, and it's stretching, and it's sometimes even 
painful. But the joy of it, the satisfaction of it, the reward of it, the results of it, make it worthwhile to determine I am going to grow if it kills me. And sometimes it almost has. So the growth is the great separator between those who are fully alive and those who are half dead. That's the separator right there. Growing, growing. So how do we best grow? What is the greatest food that you and I can devour that will help us to grow in the best way we can possibly grow, to meet the deepest needs in our life so that we're not living in frustration and scarcity and fear, how can we find what will help us to deal with the temptations, the way those temptations could be dealt with, to deal with the pressures the way those pressures can be dealt with, the disappointments the way those disappointments can be dealt with? What is the greatest Food that can give us the nourishment and the strength to do that. Well, I'm telling you, my friends, there is a food that is sure and certain proof. And, you know, as I studied this and prayed over it and thought about it, I'm telling you, I was more and more convinced than I've ever been before in my life that this is the food that I'm going to talk about a little bit this morning that could revolutionize Anybody that may be having any kind of difficulty, if we take advantage of this food that is ready for us to devour, and it's just cooked to perfection, and it's ready. The Scripture says, when you go, it will lead you. When you sleep, it will keep you. When you awake, it will talk to you. Now, that is concerning the Word of the living God. It is ready, and God is breathing through this word in a way that through all the challenges and all the decisions of life, this word is the great, I mean, I don't know how to say this with enough conviction, but is the great roadmap that will guide us in a path where we can grow and we can have whatever we need in order to deal with whatever needs to be dealt with in life. This is the roadmap. When you sleep, it will keep you. And you can be sure if you have that word in your heart, you can have an assurance and a peace. And then when you awake, it shall talk to you. It will talk to you. This Bible, my friend, speaks to us in all of our situations to have the answer in all of our situations, the answer with all the main challenges that life will bring. You know, one of the greatest powers in the world is the power of faith. I think most people would agree. If you want power, then if you have faith, there is power there. But faith in what? Well, for sure, faith in God, faith in the Word of God. And then what that brings you to is a faith in yourself, a self-confidence, a self-esteem, a self-respect so that you can feel good about yourself. You can have faith in yourself because you're of your faith in God. And I'll tell you, Jesus said, hold to these teachings of mine and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I'm telling you, my friends, this morning, there is freedom in faith to give us what we need, to give us that power. But then the question has to be asked, how 
do we get that faith? Well, the Bible says, first of all, let me say it this way, faith comes. Aren't you glad that faith comes? Aren't you glad that we can get more faith? Aren't you glad that faith is available? Because the Bible promises faith comes. But the question that needs to be answered more than anything else is how does that faith come? How do we get that faith? How does that faith transform as we heard in Mike's prayer this morning? How does that faith feed us and help us in life journey? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I tell you, my friends, this morning, that is where we get the strength. That is where we get the power. After everything is said and done, and we can talk about all kinds of things that give power, but it is basically from the Word of God. That is the foundation of that power. And I know that me just saying that doesn't necessarily mean a lot to you until we get into how that works. And we'll be getting into that as time goes along uh, in this uh, two or three Sunday series here that we'll be continuing with. So faith comes. And I thank the Lord that faith can build and we can get more faith. Now let me ask you this question. When we think of faith that comes through the Word because you are trusting what God is promising and what God is saying to you. Is God a loser? No, I'm, I mean, that's kind of a stupid question in a way. But let's, it needs to be said. God is not a loser. God is a winner. So how can I be on the winning side? Wouldn't it seem like... Wouldn't it seem to be reasonable if I can align my thoughts with his thoughts? That that will help me to see things the way he does and will give me the power that I need to deal with the issues of life the way they need to be dealt with. It's aligned. The Bible talks about having our minds transformed. It's not only having our heart transformed. And our heart needs to be transformed. And we need to be forgiven of our sins. And our sins need to be cleansed. And, and we need to turn from our sin. We all, we all hopefully understand that and realize that that is a prerequisite of everything else. But then there is a need for the mind to be transformed. And that transforming of the mind comes through getting into the living Word of God. Because you see... There, then when we are on his side, in our thinking, our thoughts are aligned with his thoughts. You know what's, what's going through my mind right now? I have attention deficit disorders. Most people around here know. And, and, and what I'm thinking is, this is probably boring for some people. Uh, if you're bored, would you raise your hand? Yeah, I see those hands. Uh, anyway, I, I just cannot stand for a church, a service to be boring, or a preacher to be boring, and it scares me to death that I might be, is because this message this morning is somewhat of a preaching message, but it's also a teaching message. I'm, I, I, can't, I can never just plainly teach. I have to preach what I try to teach, and so I'm trying to teach something here as well as preaching. So when our thoughts are in harmony with His thoughts, and that comes through getting into the Word that we'll see before this all over with. I'm telling you, you'll see it clearly and you'll know it for sure. Then there will be, we, then we will be, now listen, we will be victorious. 
When our thoughts are in line and in harmony with His thoughts, we've been transformed, and the Holy Spirit is directing our lives, then we can and we will be victorious. We don't have to be whiners. We will be winners. And life will take on a new zest and a new enthusiasm and a new anticipation and a new excitement. It, will, it, will, it just transforms to make life everything that God meant for life to be. Now, can you imagine if there were two people that were working together and they didn't agree on anything, how much they would accomplish? They're supposed to be a team now, and they are total, in total disagreement with each other, and they're trying to get something done. One just washes out what the other's trying to do. And that's how some people are going through life. They're washing out because they're, in, they're not in alignment. They're, in fact, they're maybe in total disagreement with what God wants for them, God has for them, God will give to them, how God will empower them because they're not on the same page. They may have even been transformed by the power of the gospel, but their mind is still somewhat polluted. I mean, does a fish live in a polluted pond? It can't. And the Word of God cannot live and be what the Word of God is to be to us if it's in a polluted mind. And, and I tell you what, when we're converted, when we receive Christ, then we, if we are deliberate and intentional about getting into the Word and being cleansed by the Word, sanctified by the Word, the Bible says, then that will get rid of the pollution and will help us in a whole lot of things that we may be dealing with and a whole lot of difficulties and addictions and all the rest that may be a part if we, if we are deliberate and disciplined about getting into the Word. You know, someone has said the pain of regret, you'll either suffer the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. But the pain of regret about not getting into the Word has no reward. But the pain of discipline about getting into the Word has a great and glorious reward. How can I say that any stronger than that? Yeah, it really does. And you'll see that clearly as we, as we go along here in this this whole thing of what God intended. So the mind then, the thoughts have to be retrained. Uh, preaching, I think, is powerful if it's done the way I think it could and should be done. And it's meaningful, and we're getting into the Word. But you know what I'm doing here this morning in preaching to you? This, no, this is nothing wrong with you that I'm saying this. It's just the way it is. I am spoon-feeding you, just like you spoon-feed a baby. And if that's all you're depending upon, what I'm doing here this morning, as I'm trying to feed you something from the Word of God, it's not going to sustain you. It's not going to grow you. It's not enough to keep you going. There is a discipline that is needed to get into that Word on a daily basis so that there can be the continued cleansing of the Word. And then, you're a candidate to experience the victory, experience the joy, experience the blessing, experience the zest for life, so that no matter how old you may be, or as you get older, it becomes better and better with each passing year. So the power of the Word, 
will do that. Now, the Word is the most powerful weapon in existence. I couldn't help but think of the weapons, you know, that you see on some of the TV programs and the weapons that we've heard about, the atomic bombs and how destructive they can be and, and uh, all the damage that those weapons can bring. My wife, who's sitting right down here, if you don't know who she is, she looks about 30 years younger than I do, and uh, she, she loves those action things on TV, all that blood and gore and all that stuff that goes on, people shooting each other up and all that. I don't know what, I don't know what that's all about, but she does anyway. And, uh, but I'm telling you, listen for, listen, for living life, friends, for experiencing the best, this is, what, this is what any pastor would want for his people, then this, this word right here, this thing I got in my hand, that is what's going to make the difference in our life if we are deliberate and intentional and disciplined about getting into that Word. Because it's a very easy thing uh, to neglect it and, and let it and, and, and not feel, not realize how much we really need it. So it is the most powerful, it is the most powerful thing in existence. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17, it says this, Take the helmet of salvation... And the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. Now, let me say, when you've got the Holy Spirit speaking through this Word, you have got the most powerful existence that can do more for your life than anything in this world, no matter how all the self-help groups there may be, which I'm all 100% for, the support groups and, and, and the recovery groups. I am 1,000% for But you know what the best recovery groups are? The ones like we have in this church, really, and that is the ones that base how people can recover on the Word of the living God. That's the recovery that makes the difference when, we're, when we are into this Word. So it is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and there is power in that Word, the most powerful thing ever in existence. It's God talking to us. This is really a weapon, a weapon of mass destruction. I'll tell you what. Nothing needs to be destroyed any more in this world than the power of the enemy that we face. And this is the weapon that will destroy that power, nullify that power, and help you and I to be victorious the way God intended for us. So it is a weapon of mass destruction, the biggest, the biggest enemy imaginable. I mean, Hitler and Putin and whoever else there may be, the ISIS and what have you. I know there's a lot of power there, but this is the weapon that is more powerful than any other weapon that can destroy the forces of hell and the forces of evil in our world and the forces of evil in our lives. And so as we take advantage of this weapon and learn how to use this weapon, then there can be victory because it's not only a weapon of of mass destruction. It's a weapon of mass instruction. But we're not going to be instructed 
unless we get beyond getting spoon-fed here in... No, but listen, when I say spoon-fed, I know I'm not the greatest communicator in the world. Let's just say you had the greatest communicator, the most in-depth preacher that ever lived on the face of the earth. You're still being spoon-fed. That's what you're depending on for your spiritual development and your spiritual growth and the power that God is ready and wants for every one of us. Now, why is this word so powerful? You know, David Way, I love picking on him. Uh, he is, he's got a great vision for building a big building for the community center that does such a tremendous work. And if I walked up to David Way after this service, and I said, David, I, I've got a million dollars of my own money that I'm going to give to you. Do you need to? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would laugh me out of the place. <laughs> you haven't got a million dollars. What are you talking about? But now, see, there's no authority behind those words because he knows very well that I do not have the authority to say anything like that. But if Warren Buffett, and I'm sure Warren Buffett knows David Way, if Warren Buffett were to come up to David Way and say, I have heard about the great work you're doing and the wonderful changes that are coming in people's lives through that great work, and I want to give you a million dollars to support that work, and looked him right in the eye and said it with sincerity. I bet you David Wade would grab that and go so fast you, he, Warren Buffett wouldn't know what hit him. Well, he believe, he, Warren Buffett's got the authority to make that kind of a statement. And so, my friends, whatever is being said in this word, mm, 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 there is authority in the word. And you can count on this word. And you can believe in this word because... He is behind this word. I did look to see what time I got up here this morning, and, and you can just thank me for that because I, am, I, I have not got into the meat of this message. And you know something? I'm not going to. So I, just, I see a clock up there. Cindy, can you put the, just so they can whet their appetites a little bit, Kind of put the next points up for the next time I preach. Is that possible? I don't know if that's possible or not. Cindy can do most anything up there. And, uh, and while she's doing that, I'm going to bring this thing to a conclusion. There's more power in this word. Maybe you can't do two things at once. I maybe shouldn't have said that. But just keep her going. There. Don't, don't wait too long. Just uh, Yeah, there. That's good. That's great. Uh, <clears throat> there's more power in this word than you can find anywhere else on the face of the earth to help us in everything that we might be dealing with and to experience rather than scarcity in life and just always in a state of mind that we're struggling. That's not what God meant for us. He meant for us to experience abundance, so that there's more than enough to be able to be victorious. Just not enough to somehow scrape by, but more than enough to be able to conquer whatever it is that needs to be conquered in our lives. I'm telling you, it is there. And, and if you want to know more about it, you will be here the next time that we speak because you'll see it so clearly. And I know the Holy Spirit will use it uh, to give you hope and confidence and trust. But 
I want to say this as we bring this to a close here today. The Bible says, your word has been hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And what I want to say is when a person trans changes their life and turns their life over to Jesus and begins what is a, a, a clear relationship with Jesus so that they get to know Jesus, they get to know Him and what He wants and what He wills and what He can do. How do they get to know Him? Through the Word. Through the Word. And as we hear Him speak to us through His Word, and we get to know Him better, then there will be a strength, a power, and a resource there that will make it possible for us to cope with anything that life brings on us as we put our trust in what He says. And whatever, there may be some people here, you're, you're dealing with long-term patterns, powerful patterns of wrongdoing, powerful patterns that have got a grip on you, powerful patterns that have kept you in bondage, powerful patterns that have drained you of, of, of the, the zest for living and the excitement for living and the joy for living, powerful patterns that have been destructive. Thy, your word, your word, the Bible says, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I'm telling you, my friends, when that word gets deep down, gets deep in the heart, and that word transforms the mind, as the Bible says, and the pollution of the mind has been destroyed by the word, and we're on his page, our thoughts are his thoughts, we're with him, then I tell you, there is a conquering power, a conquering power that comes from that. Uh, that he, the Bible says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We're not just halfway doing it, and we're going back and forth, and we're all over the place, and we're struggling and, and going back, and the pattern is, uh, the power of that pattern is not such a grip on us that we can't seem to keep headed in the right direction. No, I don't care. It says, in all these things, I don't care what the circumstance is. In every circumstance, this is what that scripture is saying. In all these things, we're not just merely making it. We are more. That's abundance. More than conquerors through him who loved us and died for us. Because his word is true.